You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Tuesday show for you. We're going to talk about Big Brother. I forgot to completely forgot to talk about it yesterday. We're going to talk about Big Brother, what happened on Sunday night, what's going on, what to expect coming this week. And we're also going to talk about the Michael and Danielle breakup because they've been a little more vocal, each of them, over the weekend. And I never got to that yesterday either. Special Forces Season 2 Episode 1 aired last night. Oh, boy. (laughs) We definitely need to talk about this. And why Tara Reid thought it would be a good idea to smuggle three packs of smokes into a fucking Special Forces training. Huh? (laughs) Oh, my God. So awesome. We're going to talk more about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and iOS 17, I'm still pissed off. We'll get to all that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Way. Whether you're fine, medium, or thick, Way is just your type. No matter what your hair needs, volume, shine, or hydration, their shampoos and conditioners are made to give your strands exactly what they need, helping you with multiple hair concerns to get you on your way to good hair days every single day. Get on your way to healthier hair one day at a time with shampoos and conditioners that are just your type. Go to theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your entire purchase. That's theway.com. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code REALITYSTEVE. All right, let's get started. First off, let's begin with what happened Sunday night in regards to Big Brother. When we last left the show on Thursday we find out that Jared and Cameron are being brought back as zombies and they will compete on the live eviction show this upcoming Thursday and whoever wins is going to be able to come back into the house. Okay, I don't follow 25 seasons, 24 previous seasons of Big Brother. I'm assuming it's happened at some point where somebody who was voted out got to re-enter the game. I don't think that's a first, right? I know there are people that have entered late and were brought on, but has somebody been voted out and been allowed to get back in the game? I can tell you right now, my weekly podcast guest this week is with uh, Taryn Armstrong, who is a encyclopedia when it comes to Big Brother stuff. You've heard his podcast on Big Brother. We're going to talk all things Big Brother, go over the season, kind of handicap the rest of the field and see... Let's say, you know, Jared makes it back in or Cameron makes it back in. Do you either one of them have a chance of winning this thing? My answer, without giving it too much thought, is no. So it really doesn't matter who gets back in the game on Thursday. But maybe he's got a different take than I do. And so we know. And then on Sunday night, they showed us, okay, they had to compete in a competition. And the winner of that competition now gets to determine Do they want to control their own destiny and play in the comp on Thursday? And if they, you know, win the comp or whatever the case may be, then they are back in the game. Or do they allow the other person to win the comp? And I'm assuming it's something time related. And if they don't finish it in time, they lose. And then the person who put them up gets in. I haven't been paying attention to anything going on on the feeds. Well, at least not directly. Indirectly, I thought I heard and I could be wrong here. But I thought I heard that Cameron, by the way, spoiler update, if you don't know what happened, if you don't want to know the results of what happened in Sunday night's competition, 
mute this or fast forward. Three, two, one. So Cameron ended up winning that competition on Sunday night that ended with them still battling it out. Cameron wins, so now he gets to determine on Thursday if he's going to compete and, or if he's going to put Jared to compete, and we all know what happens. I thought I heard or something or came across something either on TikTok or I read something somewhere that Cameron does not want to leave it to chance. He doesn't want to put his fate in Jared's hands, and it's most likely Cameron is going to play. Now, the other thing I don't know because I haven't really been following it is does he know what the competition is? Like, is it something that he doesn't know until he shows up on Thursday? They've given him the heads up. Does he have any hints? Or he just has to determine, I'm going to play, or no, I'm going to let Jared play. My guess is he probably doesn't have any hints, and he has to decide before then. Whatever the case may be, as I brought up earlier, I don't really think it matters. Whether Cameron comes back in the game or Jared does, People don't seem to like Jared because he's aligned with Suri and the whole house is seemingly turned on Suri and Jared. And in terms of Cameron, nobody liked him before he was eliminated from the house by a vote of eight to zero. So if he comes back in, yeah, he'll align with some people and they'll probably play nicey nice with him just to get his vote for some things. But hell, I think Cameron might be somebody you drag to the end because he's not going to get any votes. Seemingly right now he's not. But there's still plenty of game left. Half the contestants are left. There is a possibility that some weird shit can go down. And maybe the tables turn and Cameron is looked at as, wow, he fought his way back into the game. Got to give him credit. I mean, there is that aspect. I don't particularly see it. But maybe I'm missing something because Taryn, who's going to be on the podcast Thursday, clearly he follows this stuff way more closely than I do. And maybe he's well aware of other conversations that have been happening in the house this week. And it's almost, you know, I'm going to record with him on Wednesday. It's going to run on Thursday. So all we're going to do is speculate. What do you think Cameron's going to play? And if he does, do you think he's going to win? It's just going to be like, it's going to be hard to even speculate because we have no idea what the competition is. I don't think. So if we don't know the competition is speculating on whether or not Cameron can win, it is just kind of an effort in futility. It doesn't matter what we think because We have no idea what's happening. It's more along the lines of whoever wins, whoever makes it back into the house, do they have any chance of winning? Right now, I'd say no, but we shall see. I only want to spend a couple minutes on this because, once again, it's a breakup, and breakups aren't fun. And it's a breakup in Bachelor Nation. Michael and Danielle, as we know, Michael went on Jason Tardick's podcast last week and said, you know, Danielle and I broke up. Then... Danielle released an Instagram story, I think it was Friday, yeah, Friday of last week, the end of last week, and said, thank you all for the kind messages this week. I've been getting many notifications regarding Jason's podcast, and while I was shocked to find out my breakup would be announced in this fashion, I feel I now have to address it. This breakup was not a mutual decision arriving at some perception of incompatibilities. However, I do hope the best for Michael, and I always have James in my heart as we move forward separately. She had a couple other ones, but that's the main point was she didn't see it coming. She had no idea that he was going to break up with her. And then she went on to say that the day after she had an egg retrieval is when Michael broke up with her. Okay. Of course, Michael, a guy that seemingly always has to have the last word on things, 
which is, remember what he had to do with Sierra? Sierra went on She's All Batch podcast, then Michael did. He had to step in and be like, oh, no, we got to correct this. And then Danielle says her piece. You know, Michael goes on Jason's Tardix podcast, says what he says. Danielle says what she says. Then Michael does a Q&A over the weekend on his Instagram stories and decides to just answer all these questions about it. And, you know, he said that she... Um, one of the things that he said was, no, it was not mutual. Um, he did. He was the one that broke up with her. He never really addressed the blind side part of it that she said, um, that she seemed that, that she didn't know it was coming. And Michael also said that Danielle knew before moving to Ohio that Michael was not ready to have kids. Look. Again, I just don't know enough about these two. There are a lot of things there that make me scratch my head about what Michael said. So I don't know what's fact and what is fiction. Michael has said his piece, which is a lot more than Danielle has said. I think Michael made things worse by doing the Q&A this weekend. I, I can imagine Danielle is sitting there literally pulling her hair out, having to listen to this guy, trying to explain himself again. And just not and us not being able to hear Danielle's side of things. But I don't know anything about Danielle, but I feel that I know this. She wants to have children someday. Michael, in his Q&A, said Danielle knew before she left to go to Ohio and move there that she knew that Michael did not want to have kids. I'm that confuses me. Because even though I don't know for sure, since I've never spoken to Danielle in my life. Well, actually, I did back when the Pauly stuff was happening a few years ago. But that was had nothing to do with this. It really does seem like she wants kids. If she's freezing her eggs, that means this woman wants kids at some point in her life. Right. And if the guy that she's dating claims she knew before she moved to Ohio that I didn't want kids. Something is missing here. There was a miscommunication somewhere. At least that's the way I look at it. I could be dead wrong. But based on what Michael presented us in his Q&A and what we know about Danielle, something seems off here. There was a miscommunication of an epic proportion considering somebody up and rooted their life and moved to a different state for a guy who claims that he she knew that he was never going to have her kids. Like I said, it's just, I think it's messy. I think Michael made things worse by doing his Q&A, and I'll leave it at that. I mean, that's that's my opinion, and I'll stick to it. This podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Burnt your last piece of toast? You ever avocado's gone bad? Hot sauce bottle empty? Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted them with restaurant favorites. Now you can get your grocery deliveries that actually delivers as well. Thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right for you. So sit back, enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. And better yet, you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Easy substitutions right in the app. Best-in-class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. 
For me, I'm a Dash Pass member myself. This helped me numerous times, and it's very easy. Even if a mistake is made, the absolute simpleness of how to correct it within the app and immediately get refunded or have DoorDash credit already back into your account within seconds is such a big help. Because look, you understand someone else is picking out stuff for you. There is a possibility that maybe they could pick out the wrong brand. Now, they obviously will also contact you, but sometimes it happens. But you can get reimbursed immediately and just have DoorDash credit waiting for you in seconds. So get 50% off your DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use code REALITYSTEVE at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code REALITYSTEVE. Don't forget, that's promo code REALITYSTEVE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This podcast is also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve50 and use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, let's talk a little special forces last night. Again, if you haven't watched the episode, just fast forward. But season two, episode one aired last night. Just a hodgepodge of athletes and reality people and just randos, kind of like season one was. Now, if you watch season one, you notice that was in the summer heat. This one is in the winter cold. I think they were in New Zealand. Is that what it said at the beginning of the show? Wherever they are, it is ball freezing cold out there. So the people that you know you would be most familiar with, Tyler Cameron, Nick Vial, are on the show. But then you've got people like JoJo Siwa, Bodie Miller, Robert Ory, Des Bryant, Jack Osborne, Savannah Chrisley, Tara Reed, Bag, David Silver, Brian Austin Green is on the show. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, who else? I, I, I can't remember who I named, but uh, Black China is on the show. Um, there's about three or four that I'm missing, but there's 14 of them. And it's the same concept as last year. They are doing special forces training. They're living on cots. This is real reality. This isn't like scripted or whatever. This is reality at its finest because it's absolutely real. And they are being put through a training that anybody else who would be trying out for or trying to be in special forces would go through and they have to brave the elements. And this is not going to be easy. So while it's easy to sit here and lay back and poke fun or whatever, as I mentioned yesterday, the fact that any of them are even trying this, kudos to them. Because to sit back and criticize while we're all sitting on our couches for people who went out there and did this, as much as I dislike one in particular person on the show, I'll never criticize for going out and trying. I don't care how many times he fails or how many of the activities or competitions, whatever they're called, he fails at and gets an F and doesn't complete it like last night's walking across that, you know, ladder or bridge or whatever you want to call it, suspended 350 feet above a ravine or whatever. Like, sorry, you know, you get credit for that. But some of the things that we saw, I think we can comment on kind of like Tara Reed trying to smuggle in three packs of heaters in her 
in their pants pockets. What, like, I've read an interview with Tara Reid since she did the show, and she said she was like basically last minute. She didn't have time to prepare. She's last minute. She admits that she's kind of a hot mess on the show, and you know, just watching the first episode, clearly she's the weakest of the bunch. Her endurance is not very good. She's probably going to fail every single exercise, but she's trying. Just the humorous part is, what did she think she was going to accomplish by smoking during this? Like, that's probably something she did not need to do. <laughs> you are in military training. The last thing you need to be doing is choking down three packs of cigarettes. And it w- she would have been caught. I, d- I just don't get the mindset behind that. But clearly she is the private Santiago of this group. Let's hope she doesn't have a fence line shooting at some point. And let's hope... Colonel Nathan Jessup doesn't show up as a special appearance. Okay. Because I don't know. I mean, we made it through one episode and nobody quit and nobody got injured and had to leave due to injury. Cause if I'm not mistaken last year, I know Kate Gosselin was gone in episode one because she claimed she got injured. Nobody believed that for a second. I think Dr. Drew was gone at the end of episode one because he had an injury as well. But as of last night's episode, Everyone's still there. All 14 of them still there. Nobody got injured. Nobody voluntarily withdrew. Now, there is no way, no way Tara Reid gets through all the whole season. It's just not. She's going to quit at some point. We can pretty much count her out. Last season, you know, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, the two women, uh, the, the two people that win, that one were going to be Hannah Brown and Carly Lloyd, I would have said, maybe Carly. And I said all last season, Hannah Brown, what she did on that show was about as impressive as you could get because she has no athletic background. She's a pageant girl. And she went through military training and got through it to the end. Crazy. So all the props to Hannah Brown for doing that. But if you're asking me to predict who's going to make it through this, again, I, I don't really know. I think Tyler Cameron is going to do well. I would assume Tyler lasts longer than Nick on this. Oh, yeah, how could I forget? Tom Sandoval is on this show. He passed the first test, walking across the ladder, bridge, whatever it is. But really good show. And I'll watch it every week, and we'll talk about it. And like I said, I'm going to get the episodes early, so I'll give you a little teaser on Mondays, but then we're going to talk about it a little more thoroughly on Tuesdays. All right, Travis Kelsey... And Taylor Swift are fucking everywhere. I mean, <laughs> this is there is so much going on between them and so much media coverage over this. And I think one thing that I forgot to mention yesterday, which was really weird, and and that's the fact that you saw all the clips of Taylor up in the suite right next to Travis's mom. And, you know, Travis gets a touchdown and she chest bumps the guy next to her. And then you can clearly read her lips where she says, let's fucking go. And she's banging on the window. It's like, Taylor. Okay. Taylor, this is the third game of the season. (laughs) The Chiefs were up 34-10 when Travis caught his touchdown. You're acting like this was a playoff game and they are going to the Super Bowl now. It's like, look, I'm... You know me. I'm about I'm a as big a Taylor Swift fan as anybody out there, but I think she was well aware the cameras were on her 
and her reaction was a little bit overstated. You'd be like, oh, no, she just, Steve, she, give her credit. She's just cheering for the guy that she's dating. No, you don't understand. It's game three of a blowout in Kansas City against the Bears, who are probably one of the worst teams in the NFL in the last 15 years. And the way she was cheering, like, if Travis gets a touchdown, stand up. Even stand up and, like, you know, I don't know, cheer by banging on the window. Like, that seems to be what a lot of them do. Brittany Mahomes does it uh, when we, if you watched the Netflix show Quarterback. So stand up, cheer. But, you know, the chest bump, the screaming, let's fucking go, when it's like, great, that, that score by Travis made it 41-10 to 10 in the third game of the season. Like, we can... We can tone it down a little bit. So that's what I wanted to say about that particular part of of her cheering. The other thing is that, you know, as I said, these two aren't endgame. This is just two people that are very popular, and he shot his shot. She liked the fact that she shot his shot. He shot his shot, and, you know, they're dating. They left the stadium together in his souped-up car, and who knows where they went and what they did. doesn't matter to me. I don't care because I know these two aren't getting married. But to show how popular Taylor is, did you see that Travis Kelsey gained 300,000 followers from Sunday to Monday? In a 24-hour time span, he gained 300,000 followers. This is a guy that has already won two Super Bowls. He played in the Super Bowl less than a year ago. He played in the Super Bowl seven months ago, and he got more followers in a 24-hour span than he did during the time this guy played in the Super Bowl against his brother, which was a major storyline for two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. He had a 400% increase in merchandise sales, and now he's got a top-five-selling jersey in the NFL. Like, that is the Taylor Swift effect. Because, like I mentioned yesterday, if this was Lady Gaga, I'd be like, oh, wow, interesting couple. It just, you know, it just, it's Taylor Swift. We're dealing with the most popular female artist in the history of music, in my opinion. So it's just amazing how much coverage this is getting. And, you know, he's going to be very coy about it. He's not going to kiss and tell. He's not going to be like, yeah, we did this after the game. We went here and this. I mean, there's all this stuff on the Internet about, I guess she she paid for people at some restaurant afterwards. I don't know. But it's just fun stuff. Let's not get carried away with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It's like they're happy. They're having fun. They're hooking up probably. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. It's like I, I these, I'm not thinking this is the next love of her life, and nor should any of you. I mean, shit. Yesterday in the morning or Sunday morning, they announced that Usher is going to be the halftime show for the Super Bowl this year. And how many people were talking about Usher by the end of the day? Zero. It was nothing but Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift talk. And finally, yesterday, iOS 17, I told you about it yesterday. I'm still having issues with it. I hate the fact that my voice memos to Dave Neal and to whoever else I send them to are now being transcribed on my end. It's taking longer to send them. My my notifications yesterday weren't going through like it would just pop up because I'm one of these people that has zero notifications on their phone. I know some people have like 33,000 emails and you see the number on your phone. Oh my God, that would drive me up a wall. I have zero all across all my apps. So 
my notifications weren't working yesterday either. Meaning if I got an email normally in the past, if my phone is on vibrate, my phone would vibrate. Well, I'm sitting there watching TV. I look at my phone and it shows I have two emails. I'm like, this thing never went off. So then I start sending myself an email to see if it notifies me and I just missed it and I missed the vibrate. No, I would just sit there, send myself an email, and then it would just pop up one with no notification either on vibrate or with the sound on. So I'm like, great. Why did I download iOS 17? Like, I need to know when I get emails because I have to check those constantly. Anybody can help me out with this? So annoying. And maybe it's just a glitch. Maybe it's going to work today. I don't know. I'll keep you updated and I'll let you know tomorrow if it has come back. But yeah, just um, not at all thrilled with iOS 17 so far. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review. My Sports Daily is going to be up in an hour from now. Check that out. Got so much to talk about in regarding uh, football, college football, pro football, and baseball. We are in the last week of the Major League Baseball regular season, and there are some serious pennant races going on along with playoff spots as well. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.